Welcome to this exciting sermon from World Impact Community Church. We hope you enjoy this message. For more sermons and resources, please do visit us at wscc.in. Praise God and greetings in Jesus' mighty name. Um, I believe God has been speaking to all our hearts in different ways, in different seasons. And I believe this season the Lord has been speaking to us also from the Word of God. And we have been listening to this teaching or this topic called the signs of walking in the Holy Spirit. And um, over, the last, over, the last few, um, over the last few sessions that I've been taking, you know, it's so important for us to know whether we are walking or living a life in the Holy Spirit. For us to know what are some of the signs of walking in the Spirit. Because every Christian often believes that they are walking in the Spirit. You know, if someone would... Well, I would, I would think in my heart that I'm a humble person. But unless I would know what are truly the signs of humility, I would really not know how to gauge if I'm a humble person or not. You know, there, are, there aren't very many people who don't think that we are very humble. Nevertheless, if God would search our heart and God would look into our heart, we would know that there are many, many areas of our life that God probably wouldn't call as humility. In the same way, when we begin to walk with God, when we walk with the Holy Spirit, unless a child of God knows what it means to walk with the Holy Spirit, the excitement of what are some of the signs, how do I know that I'm someone who genuinely walks with the Holy Spirit? Unless I know that, I will never really be able to walk in an anointing and to walk the life that God has intended for us to live. So when we look, we have been looking at some of the signs of walking in the Spirit. And we saw that we would be led by the Spirit, be guided by the Holy Spirit. We saw some of the signs that we would be worshipping God in the Spirit. That we would plug into uh, worship. We would, we would desire, we would walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. That we would, we would be able to see God do miracles on our behalf. What are some of the signs that we have seen? We saw signs if we are walking with the Holy Spirit, we would not resist the work of the Holy Spirit in our life. We would not quench the work of the Holy Spirit. We would not grieve the Holy Spirit. And when we look at some of these signs, we know that where we stand, are we truly walking a life with the Holy Spirit or not? Are we walking in love with God or not? And I think it's so important for us to really know that. We also saw in the last session how walking in life with the Holy Spirit can cause us to see in the Spirit. See things in the Spirit that in the natural we are not able to see. And we would be able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit that in the natural that we might normally not hear. Because the voice, the human voice is often louder than the spiritual voice, the Holy Spirit voice that comes in our life. Today I want to take on, I want to continue, what are some more of the signs of a life in the Holy Spirit? And God wants everybody to live a life in the Holy Spirit. He wants every child of God to live a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit, walking in the Holy Spirit, living a life that is anointed by the Holy Spirit. So the next sign I want you to know, if you and I are walking with the Holy Spirit, one of the signs of it will be that we would know what is the will of God? Every child of God that is walking with the Holy Spirit would know in his heart very clearly, this is the will of God. This is what I want, God wants me to do. Many of us desire to know the will of God. 
we say, I don't hear, his, I don't hear God's voice so clearly. But if we are walking with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, God's voice would not be rare to us. God would long to speak to our hearts. God would long to tell us things that are very dear to His heart. God would not play hide and seek with us. And He will firstly begin to reveal His will to us from the Word of God. That as we read God's Word, God's Word becomes very real to us. That we would know this is the will of God. That we, this is the will of God concerning uh, how I look for a life partner. Or this is the will of God concerning how I make financial choices. Or this is the will of God how I make choices concerning my, my, my career or things like that. God would speak to us. First Corinthians and chapter 2. We're looking at verse 9 and 10. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 and 10, the Bible says, But just as it is written, things which eye has not seen and hear has not heard, and which have not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love Him. The Bible is saying that the things that God has prepared for you and me, we haven't fathomed it. We can't in one go just quickly understand everything God has planned for us. We don't, we don't know everything. In fact, in our mind, there will be certain things that we're thinking, this is the plan of God, and this is what I want to happen, and this is what I want to do. But God is saying, that which I has not seen, that which your has not heard, that which has not entered the heart of man, the idea hasn't even come into your heart and my heart, that which has not entered the heart of man, all that God has prepared for those who love Him. Look at verse 10, it says, for to us, God has revealed them through the Holy Spirit. Amen. Can you say that with me? For to us, God has revealed them through the Holy Spirit. What is the Bible saying? Us who love God, us who are born again, us who want to walk with God. God is revealing things. God wants to reveal things to you and me. God doesn't want you and me to live a life that is ignorant of the will of God. God doesn't want you and me to live a life that is ignorant of the ways of God. God has revealed it to us by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. You can know the will of God. Everyone say with me, I can know the will of God. I can walk in the will of God. Hallelujah. That's a powerful life that God wants you and me to walk in. God has revealed it to us through the Holy Spirit. When you look at Acts in chapter 16, and we look at verse 6 to verse 10, Apostle Paul is talking about a journey in the missions, when God had led him to serve God, walk with God, and journey with God. Paul writes, in Luke records in the book of Acts about Paul, he says, And they passed through Phrygian and Galatian region. After being forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word of God in Asia. God was now telling Paul and his team, I don't want you to keep preaching the word of God in Asia. Not now. Yes, you can do it, but this is not the time. This is not the journey. This is not the way. This is not the season. God literally stopped them from doing ministry in Asia. And the Bible goes on to say, And after they came to Mysia, They were trying to go into Bithynia. They were literally trying to go into this place called Bithynia. And the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. There was a check in their spirit. There was a stopping in the spirit. But the Holy Spirit was telling them, no, 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 no. Not not here, not Bithynia, not now. And then what happened? And the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. 
Have you experienced the Holy Spirit? Put a check in your spirit and say, no, this is a good idea, this is a great idea, but this is not a now idea from God. Hallelujah. Many good and great ideas sometimes are not God's time, are not God's season, are not God's moment for you. You know, David wanted to build a temple for God because he loved God. God said, it's a great idea, it's a God idea, it's a good idea, but it's not a now idea. You cannot do that because I want your son Solomon. He is going to build the temple. You will gather things. You will put things together. You will arrange things. In many of our lives, there are many things we want to do. But God, Holy Spirit is saying, it is not for you to do it. It's for you to prepare ground that another generation comes in and picks up from there. Hallelujah. That's what God wants to do in your life and my life. We need to know whether this God idea is a now idea. It's an idea of God for the moment, or whether God has kept it. And then Solomon comes, at the end of David's life, David is telling Solomon, I've kept everything ready, we've organized everything, we've arranged everything, but I want to tell you, Solomon, I want to tell you, that when we build, you will, are going to be the one that builds the temple. Many times, David longed for it. And in the same way, Paul over here, the Bible says, the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. And by and passing by Mysia, they went to, down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. Well, the Holy Spirit now is engaging Paul. A vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing and pleading with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. A man of Macedonia pleading, God was telling Paul to the Holy Spirit, I know your heart is in Asia, but I want to send you to Europe. Hallelujah. I know your heart is in one location over here, but I feel an open door is there for you in Europe. Hallelujah. Many times when we want to serve God, we have many plans, we have many desires in our heart. We tell the Lord, Lord, I really desire to do this. Lord, I really desire to do that. But the Holy Spirit is saying, I know that's a good desire, that's a great desire, but my God moment right now is at another place doing another thing. Hallelujah. You know, I I longed to be in North India. I lived in North India for many years. I served God for many years. But it was the year 2008 when the Lord suddenly spoke to me one day and said, pack your bags, I'm going to take you back south. And I said, Lord, don't do that to me. I, I I love to be there. I love to serve there. I love to live there. That may be a good idea. That may be a great idea. That may even be a God idea for a season. But that was not God's idea for the next season of our life. He saw there literally a man from Macedonia standing and and calling him and, and pleading, the Bible says, with him saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Have you heard that kind of pleading of God in your spirit? Have you heard that kind of a a guidance of God in your heart where God's been tugging your heart? Maybe and and telling you a friend there needs you or a family there needs you. Get up and pack up and go there because they need you there. Have you heard that kind of a tugging on your heart? The Holy Spirit wants to know. I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to your heart. He says, come out to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately sought to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. I thank God. This one response of, of Paul, of leaving Asia and going to Europe and carrying the gospel to Europe, became a powerful tool in the hands of God in the years to come. Generations have been affected by that one act of obedience of carrying the gospel into that region. Hallelujah. Nations were affected. Generations were affected. Even today, we are seeing the blessings of Acts and chapter 16, verse 6 to 10 upon our lives, where God has caused Europe and God has called other nations of the world to become a blessing to the nations that have never heard the gospel. Hallelujah. How many of you want to be part of God's move like that? We must long. If we are walking in the Spirit, we will be saying, Lord, not my will, but your will be done in my life. Hallelujah. We will be longing for that. This is the passion of our heart. You know, some time ago, uh, those of you that were there on Friday night, uh, at the Friday night church prayer, you know, I shared about how God has been putting it on our heart to plant a church in, uh, uh, plant a WACC church in Dubai. And even as we were praying about it, the Lord spoke it to us. It came to us by surprise. And it was not on my heart. I said, Lord, no, Lord, don't do this, Lord. Don't, 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 don't ask us to do that. That's too much. There's too much of a, you know, thing. Too much of a rearranging of our lives. Too much of a, you know, things that we, we're not, we're not sure we're ready for that. But the more we prayed about it, the more we begin to sense in our heart. The Lord was saying, oh, it is time for WIC to plant a church in Dubai. It wasn't a great idea in my mind. It wasn't a great time in my mind. Or maybe all of that. But as we prayed, the Holy Spirit began to make it more clear. This was God's idea and this was God's time. Hallelujah. You see, we need to understand the will of God. If you are somebody who is walking in the Spirit, every day you wake up telling yourself, I have come to do the will of God. Hallelujah. Jesus, He said, I have come that I can do the will of God. He was in heaven. He was, uh, you know, He was glorious king over there. Angels, legions of angels at His disposal. So much so, He said, do you not know at my word, legions of angels will come. He knew the power that was in his hand, but he also knew the will of God. He said, Father, if it's possible, take this cup of suffering away from me. If it's possible, take this pain away from me. If it's possible, take away this, this plan that I don't like away from me. But not my will, but your will be done. Are there areas in your life today that the Spirit of God is tugging on your heart and pushing you to say, not my will, your will be done? If you are walking in the Holy Spirit, one of the signs you will know is that your heart will be longing and pursuing after the will of God. Another sign of walking with the Holy Spirit, another sign of walking with the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, is that your eyes will be opened to the revelation from God's Word. When we walk with the Holy Spirit, we are not going to live a life of ignorance we will live an exciting life of revelation. When you open the Word of God and, and the Word of God gets exciting. Every time you read the Word of God, it's like something's jumping at you. 
And you say, wow, I didn't know that. Whoa! Look, this revelation begins to take effect in different areas of your life. And you tell yourself in your heart, I, from the moment I got to know this, I know that something changed inside my life. Hallelujah. Revelation begins to transform the way we think. Revelation is bringing heaven's laws into our heart. Revelation is bringing God's mind. We begin to have the mind of Christ in our heart. Hallelujah. Something begins to change when we begin to walk with God. 1 Corinthians and chapter 2 and verse 12 says like this. Now we have received not the spirit of this world, but the spirit who is from God. So that we may know the things freely given to us. Bible is saying one of the reasons God has given you and me the Holy Spirit, that we may know. Hallelujah. That we may know. That we don't have to go to a fortune teller. That we don't have to go to, you know, you know, to wherever to try to think of what the future is. When I was in college, I had seen so many of our friends, you know, who did not know the Lord. They want to do all these kind of, uh, you know, witchcraft things and the Ouija board and things like that. Just to know what their future was like. I had one of my friends come up to me and say, well, oh, this is so powerful. It tells me my future. And he said, you know, he told me in my medical, medical college years, in my first year, I'm going to get a, uh, you know, first class. And I told him, and I spoke of the Holy Spirit, and I told him, this very demonic power which is lying to you or telling you certain things now is going to take your life. Repent and turn around, walk with God. Otherwise, these demonic forces, they will give you a little joy now and they will destroy you for eternity. He laughed at me, he turned away and he carried on with his life. Very, very sad, very unfortunate. In a year's time, he met with an accident, and it was a very freak accident, and he sadly passed away. When I look back in my life, I have seen people, the devil is not giving anything for free. He wants to destroy. The Bible says that a thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that is the heart of the demonic. He wants to destroy anything that reminds him of God. And you, my dear brothers and sisters, you remind the devil of God. So what is the key to stand up strong and bold in the face of demonic onslaught? It is to walk in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The secret is to have the Holy Ghost inside of you. The secret is to have the Holy Spirit inside of you. Where you're living, you're hearing the voice of the Holy Spirit. You're walking, you're talking according to the Holy Spirit. And He begins to give you revelation. Years ago, I went through a very difficult season in my life. It was the year 2000. And uh, while I was going through that season, I wanted to quit the ministry. I was, I was done with it. I was, I was feeling God can't use me anymore. And every full-time minister worth his salt has been through that journey. Has felt, we are at the end of the road. I don't think God can use me. I don't think I should be involved in this. I should just stay away. And that was one of my journeys. It was the year 2000. I got on a plane. I was supposed to speak in another nation. I flew into this other nation. I got down and I told the organizers, can you please leave me alone for a day? I want to just fast and pray. You know, the good thing is you tell the organizers you want to fast and pray. They respect you. Uh, and they try not to host you, it's just to respect the fact that you're fasting. They did not know I was such a wreck, I just wanted to seek God. I was like, I was ready to give up the ministry. I went into a room and I cried all day. I just wept and prayed and cried and wept and prayed all day. And the Holy Spirit did not say anything to me. 
It went, the whole day went past, around 10 o'clock or 12 o'clock in the night, somewhere in the midnight, somewhere there. Suddenly I came to a place, I recognized, I was just trying to guard my own reputation. Instead of trusting God, that God will guard our reputation. You know, many of us, when we walk with God, a season comes in our life, we want to guard our own reputation. We want to protect ourselves. We have secret parts of our life we don't want anybody to know. Or there are secret areas of our life, we don't want God to interfere in that area, because that is going to affect our reputation. When I told the Lord, Lord, no. And the Lord told me, you are just trying to guard your own reputation. And I, around midnight, I had wept all day. I had spoken to the Lord. God didn't say anything back. Around midnight, the Lord just came and began to pour His love upon me. It began to feel like a river of love was just flowing. A revelation opened up in my heart about how much God loved me. It began to dawn on my heart saying, God loves me. You see, every failure, every reputation loss, every trying to self-salvation method had to bow down in the presence of one revelation from God that God spoke to me, no matter what happens, I love you just the way you are. Hallelujah. That opened up. A dimension in my life. Something powerful happened in me. I who that day was desiring to leave the ministry. The next morning woke up. I was all on fire for God. One revelation changed everything. One revelation from the Holy Spirit can change the course of your life. One revelation from the Holy Spirit can change the way you are thinking. It can change doubt, fear, and unbelief. And God can fill your mind with faith in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. One revelation that can make you be somebody, you may be somebody who's taking the back step all the time. One revelation from God will make you step up and say, let's do this, Lord. We are in this together. Hallelujah. That morning I woke up. And I went for the meeting. It was a youth conference that was happening. God began to pour himself out of that meeting in such a mighty way. Lives were being touched. Young people were repenting, turned to God. And, you know, the second day of the conference, third day of the conference, leaders from that, you know, some of the churches, they came, said, we heard God is moving in this place. We want to know what's happening. There were parents of young people that were there in the conference that, that came to the conference. They were saying, oh, these guys were messing around with their life. But now we, we hear they come back home and they're reading the Bible. What's going on? They came to the conference to see what God was doing. Pastors, kids, repented, turned back, came back to the Lord. Many, many young people that had gone around messing their life, they came back to the Lord. But more than anything, I turned, I gave thanks to God, I finished the meeting and I left the city. The coming weekend, where they were having their weekly youth meetings, it was a Thursday they were having it, and they, the next Thursday, around 25 people gathered to worship God. Just young people just gathered together. And these 25 got together and they were tuning the guitar and getting things ready so that they can begin to lead worship for those 25 young people before they could even start the praise and worship. The presence of God came down mighty upon that place. Repentance began to hit the place. They came to the altar. There was no preacher. No worship leader was leading worship. Repentance came. They started crying out to God. A week later, a week later, where 25 people gathered the previous week, 75 people gathered the next week. The worship guys were getting their things ready, tuned in to plug in and to soak in the presence of God. But before they could even start the worship service, the presence of God fell upon that place. They came to the altar repenting, weeping, crying out and giving their lives to Jesus Christ. A week later, 
150 people, young people from different parts of that place came in. The fellowship began to grow. News was going around. I was in there to see it. I just got news. And it all, you know, it was all being done by the Holy Spirit. Repentance going on. A week later, around 250 young people from different parts of that nation came in and the, the fellowship began to grow. Today, there are many, many from that fellowship that came in that revival. Today that are serving as pastors and leaders and missionaries in different parts of the world. Hallelujah. It was a God moment. In fact, there was a young man. I heard he was you know, bedridden. He was not able to get out of bed. He was very sick. And we had gone and prayed for him. And many years later, somebody calls me up and says, Do you, know, do you remember that guy that was bedridden? I was like, well, I, I don't know. Yeah, we went out. You, you prayed for him. I said, yeah. Well, he is a powerful missionary and evangelist in the Caribbeans right now. Thousands turning to God. People of God, it all began with an encounter of one revelation from God. That God loved me just the way I was. Hallelujah. If you walk with the Holy Spirit, you see, that revelation can change your life. That revelation birthed the the, the love of God messages that we teach in our discipleship schools today. That revelation changed the course of our ministry. That was an encounter with God. If you walk with the Holy Spirit, God will encounter you in such a mighty way. He will fill your heart with a revelation from God. Every child of God must live a life of revelation. Ephesians 1, 17 and onwards it says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. He was praying, God, I want you to give, Lord, I want you to give these people a spirit of wisdom and revelation. How many of you want a spirit of wisdom and revelation? Amen. If you long and you walk with the Holy Spirit, you are no exception. He will pour His wisdom upon your life. He will pour His revelation upon your life. Hallelujah. God can do that to you. God will reveal it because He is the source of all wisdom. If you know me through the years, if there's one thing I've prayed for, I've asked God, God, give me wisdom. Lord, I really, really need wisdom for this circumstance. Because I do not know what to decide. I don't know how to decide. Lord, take away my selfishness. Give me wisdom that I can really do the will of God. Years later, I was recently, a few days ago, I was in a particular nation. And we were with some leaders from that nation. I was being introduced to a whole bunch of leaders. And while we were talking, one leader was introducing myself. Another pastor was introducing us because they were friends for many years. And, they, and I was surprised. He was saying, this man of God, as he was introduced, he says, if you know him, the one thing he carries, he carries the wisdom of God upon his life. I sat back and I was thinking in my heart, all my life I've been asking God, God, give wisdom, Lord. Pour your wisdom. Because without your wisdom, we are not able to take decisions. We don't know how to decide what to decide. Uh, uh, and, and another guy turned around and said, oh, this man of God, have you heard his teaching on the Holy Spirit? Uh, it's a, he said, I, he taught in our Bible school many years ago. I've never heard someone teach as clearly on the Holy Spirit as he has. Why did this happen? Because of a spirit of revelation. Hallelujah. God wants to pour that revelation upon your life. God will lead you into all truth. This spirit of revelation will teach you. The Holy Spirit will speak into your heart. First John and chapter 2 verse 27. If you walk with the anointing, He will teach you. If you walk with the anointing, He will fill your heart with the word of God. First John 2.27 says, As for you, as for you, the anointing which you received from Him abides in you. And you have no need for anyone to teach you. 
But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and is true and is not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you abide in him. What is the Holy Spirit saying? The Holy Spirit is not saying that uh, he doesn't, you don't have to learn from anybody. Otherwise, he would not have put teachers and prophets and pastors in the body of Christ. Amen? What is he saying? He's saying, you already know this. The anointing has already taught you. You don't need anyone to explain this to you anymore. The anointing is teaching you, and he teaches you all these things. He reminds you. Even if there is no Bible teacher, even if there is no pastor to remind you, the anointing of God will remind you. He will bring to memory some of these things. And just as it has taught you, you abide in him. John fourteen twenty six says, By the help, But the helper... The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and remind you of everything that I said. A spirit of revelation. You know, I constantly pray for you all as a church and for myself as a, as a, as a leader. I'm asking God, God, open our eyes that we would have a revelation of the height, the depth, the length and breadth of God, or breadth of the love of God which is towards us in Christ Jesus. That we will have an understanding. Lord, I don't want just information. Lord, I want revelation. The devil had information. The disciples had revelation. Hallelujah. That is why greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Lord, I want to walk in revelation. Revelation doesn't make me puffed up. In fact, revelation reminds me how small I am and how much I need the Lord to increase in my life. Hallelujah. The revelation. When you walk with the Holy Spirit, one of the signs of walking in the Holy Spirit is you will live a life of revelation. He will speak the will of God. He will guide you. He will speak to you. He will give you revelation. He will do all of that. But more than all, with all of that, He will teach you all things. And as I've said that, the third thing I want to share for today, what, one of the signs of walking in the Holy Spirit. So we saw today that, that we will do, do the will of God. We saw today that we will walk in revelation, that that we will have an understanding of the heart of God, the word of God, the will of God greater than people have. But a third sign I want to speak for today, as we're looking through many signs in God's word. The third sign according is that when we walk with the Holy Spirit, whoever you walk with, you will become like. You walk with the wise, you will become wise, the Bible says. But a companion of fools will come to destruction. Whoever you walk with, you will become like. And that is why the Bible is saying in 2 Corinthians 3.18, when we walk with the Holy Spirit, we become like Him. We begin to reflect His glory. Have you seen when a husband and wife, they walk together through the years? As years go by, you begin to suddenly see, you begin to speak like your spouse, you begin to behave like your spouse, or, or, you, you know, you, or, or a father and, and, and children, father and son, you begin to see your expressions are like your father, or your son is like you, or your, your daughter is like you, or you're like your mother. Why? Because of years of association, you begin to, it begins to rub off on you. It begins to rub off on you, you begin to carry... A a reflection of the person you are in association with. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, 
are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Just as from the Lord the Spirit. What is the Bible saying? It's saying we all with unveiled faces, which means we are not defending ourselves or protecting ourselves. We, unlike Moses, Moses had to cover his face because of the glory the people of Israel could not see. But what is the Bible saying? We now, the people we are standing with unveiled faces, they could not see Moses' face because they covered his face with the veil because of the glory. But now we are standing with unveiled faces and we are looking at Jesus' face to face, we can behold His glory. And the more we behold Him, the one you behold, you will become like. The one you take time to behold, to spend time with, as with unreal faces, beholding as in a mirror, the glory of the Lord, we are being transformed from one degree, from into the same image, from glory to glory, just as the Lord, just as the Lord, the Spirit. People of God, as you and I begin to spend time in intimacy with God, as you begin to spend time in worship with God, whoever you spend time with, you become like. You spend time with the worldly, you become like the worldly. You spend time with the godly, your heart's desire becomes godly. You spend time with the Holy Spirit. Oh, you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit. I believe every pastor, leader, teacher, preacher, every child of God needs to be beholding God as in a mirror. You know, when you spend time with Him, oh, He loves to spend time with you. The intimacy of the Holy Spirit begins to come upon your life. And then, when you begin to walk with Him, His nature becomes your nature. Galatians 5.22 says, But the fruit of the Spirit, you know Galatians 5.19 says the fruit of the flesh is dissensions and lusts and and pride and, uh, you know, fighting with one another and all these things. These are the fruit of the flesh. But Galatians 5.22 says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness. Against these things, faithfulness, against these things... There is no law, which means we are not doing these things because of some law we are trying to keep. We are doing this because we are seeing Him face to face. Why are we submissive in our heart to God or to our spouses or to our leaders? Why? Not because they are the best leaders or the best spouses. We are submissive because we have seen God. No, we're being changed as we, as we see Him, everything makes sense. As we see Him, David said in Psalms, it says like this, I was, I, was, I was angry, why are these wicked prospering? Why are all these you know, wicked men, they're being fattened and they have everything, the best of everything. And we who call on the Lord, why are we struggling? And he said, I said all these things until I entered into the sanctuary. And until I beheld His power and His glory. The moment I saw His glory in the sanctuary, all my questions were answered. I had no more questions why they prosper and I don't. I had no more questions why why they are doing so well and we don't. All David could say is, thank you Lord. And you know what God had to say about David? I have found David my servant. And with my holy oil I have anointed him. 
I will place his hands over the rivers. And you see, God had found David. David was saying, why Lord are these wicked prospering? And God, when he saw David working on his heart, God said, I have found David by servant. I have found him. And, the, and because when we walk with the Holy Spirit, God will look at you and say, I have found you my servant. I have not just found a preacher. I have found my child, my servant. I have not only found a minister of the gospel. I have found someone who is willing to do the will of God. Someone who is willing to deny himself, take up the cross and to follow God. Romans 14 and verse 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating or drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. When we walk in the kingdom of God, when we walk under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, when we walk under the power of the Holy Spirit, there will be a joy in our heart, unexplainable. There will be a joy in your heart that that you're wondering, where did that come from? Many, many believers are going around discouraged and depressed and sad. You know why? I have only one understanding about their circumstance. It is that they have not been walking with the Holy Spirit. If you walk with the Holy Spirit, it's not the absence of pain, nor the absence of problems. But when you walk with the Holy Spirit, in the midst of your pain, in the midst of your problem, is the presence of God. Hallelujah. In the midst of your difficulties, in the midst of your challenges, God says, I am with you. God is saying, when you walk through the waters, I am there. When you go through the rivers, I am there. It will not not cover you. The fires will not burn you. Because you have a revelation of God has been with you. Acts 13.52, the Bible says, And the disciples were continually filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Church of God, I really believe God has called you and me to live a life filled with the Holy Spirit. If you have spent a whole week not walking with the Holy Spirit, you'll not sense and hear His voice. But imagine... You spend a whole week walking with the Holy Spirit, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit, you know, enjoying the presence of the Holy Spirit. He will begin to speak to you as you begin to spend time with Him. Amen? Shall we pray together? Father, we worship You. We worship You, Jesus. We thank You for Your amazing presence in our life, Lord. Father, we thank You as a church. We long for Your presence. We want you to do something new in our hearts, something new in our lives, oh God. We long for your anointing. And today, this this day, Father, we've heard about if someone walks in the Spirit, they will do the will of God. They will have a revelation of the ways of God and they have a revelation of the intentions and the mind of Christ. Lord, fill us, Lord, with your revelation. Fill us with your revelation that we will be able to walk in the Spirit and do the will of God. And Father, we saw today that if we walk in the Spirit, we'll be transformed into your likeness. And this is our desire, Lord, that we become more like you. That we become changed to become like you. We become transformed into your image. And so we submit our lives. We love you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless you and have a wonderful spiritual week. Thank you for listening to this sermon. For more sermons, please do visit us at wicc.in.